0: You're listening to Common Land, a podcast series produced by the Wild Lens Collective and Radio Boise that explores the creation stories behind protected areas. Today, we are sharing a special bonus episode of the show. In this bonus episode, we're introducing you to another podcast series about the outdoors called Human Nature. Each episode of Human Nature tells a story about a human experience in the natural world. In the story we're sharing with you today, we'll hear about a father who takes his young daughter out on her first backpacking trip in one of our most treasured protected areas, Bryce Canyon National Park. Here's host Caroline Ballard.
1: Ever since Sienna Zapata-Hudson was a baby, her dad, Monty Hudson, has taken her on outdoor adventures, both near and far from their home in Santa Barbara, California.
2: As soon as she was old enough to sit up, I would throw her in a baby backpack and we would go hiking up in the trails. And she always loved to climb even before she could walk. as soon as we'd get out of the backpack and sit down to have lunch, uh, she'd start crawling up rocks left and right with a big smile on her face.
3: I like walking around and looking at all the nature and all the wilderness.
2: I'm a single dad, but I've never really used TV or iPads or other electronics as a babysitter. The outdoors are intrinsic to our relationship. When you're trying to share the things that you love with your child, and when the things that you love are things that can be challenging for a child, there's a huge way to make that a positive experience.
1: One November, Monty decided to take eight year old Sienna on her first multi day backpacking trip.
2: We were motivated by a few different factors. Uh, one is that Sienna and I had been camping regularly since she was little. But it was usually car camping, right? We'd uh, drive up into the National Forest or go to a national park somewhere. I was excited because
3: I uh, never really went on a longer backpacking trip. And I was excited to try out how it felt and what we would do.
2: Sienna loves doing the Junior Rager program at the national parks. Um, So by... November of 2016, you know, she had eight or nine junior ranger badges. Uh, so we decided, hey, let's head out to Utah. Let's do a four day, three night backpacking trip. We can get uh, junior ranger badges at two different national parks, both Bryce and Zion.
1: Monty carefully planned their trip. He really wanted Sienna to have a good time.
2: It's late November and we're going to Southern Utah. The weather can be anything at that time of year. Could be warm, could be cold, could be dry, could be wet. We tested out camping meals, you know, the dehydrated meals. Um, We started creating a chart where we were rating them. Uh, That was kind of fun.
1: Monty researched trails at Bryce Canyon National Park because of recent drought conditions and the cooling temperatures, his biggest worry was access to water. So he made several calls to the ranger station.
2: I was told, water's not a problem. There's springs and water sources throughout the trail. Uh, You'll be able to find water. When we got into the Bryce Canyon uh, Visitor Center and uh, ranger station, uh, we went and got our backcountry permit. Um, We picked up a junior ranger booklet for Sienna so she could work on her junior ranger badge. And we asked the question, so where is the water? The ranger we were talking to did not seem quite so certain, um, but she pulled out a map and she circled about three or four areas. She did say, however, a lot of it may be frozen over. And I thought to myself, "Eh, frozen over is not a problem. We can melt that.
1: So? Monty and Sienna grabbed their packs and set out on the trail to their first campsite.
2: There was a semi-frozen icy stream uh, running through the campsite. Sienna was very excited. She was super helpful. Uh, She got the tent set up. She picked out our latrine area and dug our poop hole. (laughs) So that was her uh, big accomplishment. It started to get dark. We made ourselves some meals and the skies were so clear. We climbed into our sleeping bags, we oriented them 90 degrees so our heads were poking out of the tent and we fell asleep just staring at the Milky Way above us which was just filled with more stars than either of us had ever seen.
1: The next morning, Monty and Sienna packed up. They filled their water bottles and set out for their second campsite.
2: Well, day two, it was cold out, but it was very dry. And the hike, we knew we'd have some climb. It was a little bit steeper, a little bit more rugged than we, uh, I think I at least envisioned. Uh, Part of the way through the hike, as I'm sucking on my camelback, it's dry. And I was a little surprised I'd gone through that much water already. Uh, I checked Sienna, Uh, she had some. So I was pretty parched. I was very cotton-mouthed and looking forward to uh, getting down off the climb and uh, getting into an area where uh, where we could replenish and refill. As the afternoon starts to fade, We uh, enter the Swamp Canyon area, and there is absolutely no water to be found. Despite its name, Swamp Canyon and Sheep Creek are both dry as bones. There is no frozen water. There's no water at all. So, I checked Sienna's hydration bladder, and she has... I don't know, maybe six or eight ounces left. I've got dehydrated meals that I can't cook without water. The light is starting to fade, and I'm getting a little bit nervous at this point. So we go ahead, we set up camp. I'm maintaining a calm exterior. But I check my map and I see that on the topo map, about three quarters of a mile, maybe a mile up a connector trail. There's a spring noted there. So we walk up the connector trail in the dark. We're looking left and right, trying to see any any signs of trickling streams and uh, we find nothing, we find nothing.
3: I was kind of nervous. I didn't know if we would find water or not. And I was kind of feeling tired because I didn't really have that much water
2: in me. I just didn't eat dinner that night. And I fed Sienna some salami and some carrots and she was satiated and she was tired and she just climbed in her sleeping bag and I made her drink one last sip of water and said, "Hey." I'm I'm going to bed. So she she conked out. When we were in that tent and I didn't know if we'd have water throughout the night, the next day, any at all, there was a lot of reflection going on. As a dad, you feel the weight of responsibility to do the right thing and take care of your child. It's... It's a much greater weight than just taking care of yourself, Uh, certainly in the outdoors or certainly in the backcountry. It's exponentially greater weight.
1: Monty knew there was a chance of overnight precipitation, so he set some containers outside, hoping to catch a little bit of water.
2: I still remember because I looked at my watch about 2.47 a.m., I was awakened by what sounded to me like heavy rain. And I was very excited about that. So I threw my shoes on. I hopped out of the tent. Sure enough, I could feel it coming down. And I realized, hey, wait a minute. What I thought were loud drops falling is actually slush. So it was cold enough that it was just beginning to freeze. And... On the rainfly of the tent was a, a, a thin layer of kind of dirty slush. So I gleefully started scraping the slush off of the rainfly and filled up a number of canisters. And at that point, I was quite happy. I knew, I knew we were going to have water and we were going to be okay. And uh, climbed back into the tent and tried to catch a, a few more hours of sleep.
1: As Monty and Sienna rested in their tent... It got colder. That slush turned to snow and covered the trail.
2: I woke up to my daughter not feeling well. Sienna was sick to her stomach. She was doubled over. I felt even more tired,
3: and when I threw up, I kind of just felt like I just wanted to lie down and not really do
2: anything. (laughs) She was probably feeling a little sick because... She was dehydrated. Also, we live at sea level. And while we spend a lot of time in the mountains in the winter, this was November and we really hadn't been in the mountains. So we had taken off and driven from sea level to about 8,000 feet overnight. And then we had headed out on a pretty strenuous couple of days of hiking. And I I think she was feeling the effects of that exertion, a little dehydration, a little altitude. I just tried to take care of her. He
3: told me to drink more water because I had a little bit of water in my camelback, but I just didn't really feel like drinking water because I felt like if I drank water, I would throw up some more, but he tried to tell me to eat and to drink and tried to help me to feel better.
2: I started to boil a little water, or boil a little snow, I should say. It was the the slush I had captured. I checked the weather outside. It was, it was raining again, but lightly. I had you know, captured enough sort of slush and water overnight that my biggest concern the night before our, our water issue was at least temporarily resolved. So we got up and pulled our gear together, packed up our sleeping bags, put on a couple of layers. It's snowy, it's slippery. But it's beautiful and it's kind of fun. The tent's wet, it's a little bit heavier, things are sloppy and messy, but you know what? It's a fun kind of sloppy and messy. So by the time we were done, there's several inches of snow on the ground. And uh, we took a couple of pictures and started to hike up the steep climb out of the canyon.
3: Well, I felt cold, but I was kind of excited. I like playing in snow so I was kind of liking the snow but at the same time not really wanting to hike through the deep snow.
2: I said look here's what we're gonna do our four day three night trip is is gonna need to be a three day two night trip so we'll have to hike up this connector trail out of the rim and I know you don't feel well it's gonna be a steep climb but it's just a mile it won't be too long So let's hike out of it. And then we'll be up on the road and we can probably hitch a ride and then we'll be good to go. So she said, okay, daddy, I can do it. Threw her pack on and started hiking up the trail. And we get up to the road, but I looked at her and I said, well, (laughs) I thought we could get a ride now, but I don't think we're going to. She looks at me and asks why. And I said, well, sweetie, see all this beautiful virgin field of snow right here? She says, yeah. I said, this is the road. Do you see any car tracks? (laughs) Nope, not a single car track. Well, they closed the park due to the storm.
1: Their only option was to continue hiking down the road to the park entrance, about three miles away. Soon, Monty got cell service, and he called the ranger station to say they were okay.
2: I figured they knew that there was, you know, a a dad and his child in the backcountry and probably wanted to know whether or not we were safe given the storm. So they said, well, you know, just keep on coming down the road and and we'll keep a lookout for you. So we kept hiking. And then uh, about a mile from the gate, we see a four-wheel drive truck just barreling through the thick snow coming up the road. And It was the ranger. So he met us about a mile from the gate, picked us up, let us know that we were the last people out of the wilderness. I looked at Sienna and smiled and said, you know, that means you were the very last person out of the uh, Bryce Canyon backcountry on this trip during this storm. And uh, she kind of smiled and we laughed about that. Sienna, a little bit wet, a little tired, but with a Big grin on her face, uh, got sworn in with her Bryce Canyon Junior Ranger badge, and uh, we had a great trip.
3: I mean, we went through a big backpacking trip and there was a blizzard and I felt like I really earned it. So I was really excited. There were some parts that I liked and some parts that I didn't like, but most of it I liked.
2: After two hard days of hiking, you've got a dehydrated kid who is exhausted and then starts feeling sick and is throwing up and you have to make them hike four more miles through a blizzard, how do you make that positive? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we did it. We did it. And it was a positive experience despite the hardships, maybe because of the hardships. and sienna really loved it and i did too and you know i think it'll always be a part of our lives together
0: you've been listening to an episode of human nature this podcast series features more than 70 additional stories about where humans and our habitat meet found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the app you're using to listen right now. Search for Human Nature with just one N, or visit humannaturepodcast.org. This episode has been a special bonus presentation of the Common Land Podcast, produced by the Wildlands Collective and Radio Boise. You can learn more about Common Land by visiting our website, commonlandpodcast.com.